All right, so welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. Today, from a makeshift studio in Toronto and the wall art courtesy of the Internet Intercontinental here in Toronto. Anyhow, it is Wednesday, September 14th, and wow, yesterday a lot was going on. Inflation data is out, and yesterday it was a bloodbath. The Dow tumbles 1,200 points, one of the worst days of the year. The Nasdaq plummeted more than 5%, and the S&P is below a key technical level again. So what's going on right now? We will take a look at this. Plus, we will show you what we did yesterday and how we traded these crazy markets. Did, did we actually place any trades or did we stay out of this and just watched it? We'll show you exactly what's going on. By the way, if you're new to this channel, I'm Marcus Hardcutter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge. And we are real traders and we trade live accounts. So we have a lot of experience doing this. And we're sharing with you what we do in our accounts so that hopefully it helps you to see how we can trade the markets. Now, we are real traders, therefore, we tell you like it is. And uh, days like yesterday can be scary. So let's take a look at the markets and see what happens here. I'm still amazed by the wall art, Mark. What do you think? I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, uh, it flows with your hair, Marcus. <laughs> Fantastic. By the way, if you all love the wall art, give us a like. <laughs> Good. Okay. So the S&P yesterday massively massively down yeah i mean just a, a bloodbath down 4.3 percent yesterday uh that's a that's a big big drop and it was actually the biggest decrease since june of 2020 uh really all about cpi data marcus yeah we actually uh we, we can go to uh, a five minute chart of the the nasdaq from yesterday because this is where we see the the full impact of what happened here so when CPI data was released, it is this massively long bar where the markets already went down 2% in a matter of seconds. And then pretty much selling accelerated throughout the day. Over lunch break, a little bit of a pause, but then selling off in the afternoon. So let's talk about this. What happened? Sure. So with the CPI data coming out, what, what investors really wanted to see is that uh, we had signs of peak inflation, meaning that inflation has gotten out of control, which we all know, but we were hoping that there were signs that it was getting under control, that, that cost consumer prices were actually falling. Um, and that's not what we saw with the report. No, in, in fact, it's still increasing. So, and this is where everybody thought, well, because of energy prices, it should go down because if you take a a chart of, of crude oil, a daily chart, we see that last month, oops, let me go back here to the very end, that over the last month, prices have been falling, right? And uh, then we realized yesterday, oh, it's not all about energy. It's also about food and uh, what other costs were there? Uh, shelter, housing, right? So qu quite a lot that uh, factored into this. And uh, this is where now everybody said, oh, so what needs to happen here? Does uh, Jerome Powell have to bring out not the hammer, but uh, the bomb and uh, actually increase interest rates by 1%? And this is what we see since yesterday. There's a probability that traders are expecting maybe next week the Fed will raise interest rates by one full percentage point. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's not going to happen, uh, but it just goes to show that traders are, are worried there's uncertainty and they're thinking that the Fed will 
continued to be aggressive. The 75 basis point really was uh, priced in before the report. Now we see that, hey, probabilities are leaning, uh, well, not leaning, but accounting in potentially a 100 basis point hike. Um, but bottom line is traders now see that the Fed, they have reason to be more aggressive, either with a bigger interest rate hike this time or just continuing with large hikes because CPI or, or prices are not coming down and the economy still is relatively strong. Right. Also looking at the probabilities ahead, uh, until yesterday, traders thought that after this three quarter of percent hike, we would be done with the big hikes and we go back to half a percentage point and quarter percentage points, which is usually what the Fed does. But now it seems that traders are saying no. There's even a probability, a high probability that we will not only go up three quarters of a point, but even another percentage point. So right now, probabilities are increasing that next week we will see a one percentage point and then maybe another full one percentage. And I mean, we, we talked about it with our mastermind, Mark. What, what do you think? Is it happening? I mean, yeah, and this is where I believe I believe that the Fed won't go extreme on the 100 basis point because the, this data is lagging a bit, right? It, it's from last month, and the Fed, uh, I believe that 75 basis points is still a huge hike, but what they could do is come in at 75 and still do another 75 basis point for their next meeting, which is at the very beginning of November. So I believe that they would be a little more forward looking, potentially with bigger hikes, if they don't see things coming down, but also believing that uh, things are going to continue to come down, especially with PPI data today. Yeah, and that's the other thing. So we have a few more data coming out. So today we had the PPI. Let's talk about this. Sure. So this is the producer price index. And uh, so the CPI data, the consumer price index, I mean, this is really the biggie, but the pr uh, producers, uh, the cost that they are um, seeing and, and what they need to pass on to the consumer, that's important as well. And we see that it was really essentially in line with expectations. So not the huge surprise that we had with CPI. Right. So, but, but this is where right now more data becomes important as for example, tomorrow, retail sales. I mean, we see already that retail sales is expected to shrink. And uh, that's what Powell wants to see right now. That's what the Fed wants to see. They want to slow down the economy. So if tomorrow we see that retail data, that consumers are still spending like crazy, this could actually increase the probabilities of a 1% hike next week. Yeah, this is where data sometimes can be a little confusing when good news is bad news and bad news is good news. Um, so you would think that a strong retail sales number and actually strong retail sector is good for the economy. It's bad for the market because it gives the Fed more reason to come down hard and actually kind of squash uh, this, this positive uh, economic scenario uh, to help get inflation under control. Yeah. And then also on Friday, we have the preliminary University of Michigan consumer sentiment and the inflation expectations. And I think the inflation expectations, this will be another big one, usually an orange flag report. But, but I think with everything that is going on, because the difference between the CPI is CPI is backward looking, giving us the data from last month. This inflation, inflation in expectations is basically forward-looking. Where do we think inflation will be in a year from now? 
And so therefore, I think this will be important. And uh, right now, everybody is expecting 12 months from now, inflation will be at 4.8%. You see, they didn't even put a forecast in there. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. So yes, this is the percentage that consumers expect the price of goods and services to change during the next 12 months. Um, I, I could see the interpretation of this actually being uh, two different ways. Because if consumers actually think that inflation is going to continue to get worse, they're more likely to curb spending and do things uh, to combat that. If they think inflation isn't going to be that bad, that could actually be a, a bad thing because it might not have a direct impact on their behavior, right? So uh, I mean, this this will be interesting to see the reaction and, and what's reported. Um, but I, I would say actually consumers thinking that it's going to get worse would would actually be a positive. Yeah. And you already see there's so much to factor in. This is why we always see trade what you see, not what you think. Because if you start thinking about it, it makes your head spin. I mean, as we are talking about this, uh, there's just too much to consider. So talking about trade what you see, not what you think. What we saw yesterday is uh, opportunities popping up on the scanner here for the wheel. Yeah, many opportunities. Had a few good looks. Yeah, so this is where we decided while probably everybody else was panicking because yesterday was a day where everybody was selling, right? I, I mean, yesterday, everything was down. Uh, and in the S&P 500, I know that you sent me a picture. I couldn't bring it up right now. Uh, so basically, out of 500 companies, only five companies were positive yesterday. 495 were negative. It was just uh, everybody was selling. Yeah, there was just a, a, the heat map was all red and a few tiny blips of, of green. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a, a big you know panic sell. And when traders are fearful, there is definitely opportunity in the market if you know what to look for. Right, and that's what we did. So we we looked for opportunity, and we found quite a few. So. Um... In addition to the positions that we already have, like uh, Google, NVIDIA, and TPR, we picked up three positions yesterday. And uh, the first, uh, let's talk about this, HSBC. So that's an interesting one because uh, HSBC, we sold the 3050 put, right? Yeah, or, or was it, it was a 30. Let me go to the calculator and let me see. Yeah, we sold the 30. For 15 cents, so uh, that gives us some really nice annualized premium expiring this Friday. So that's what we are looking for. So if HSBC, let me switch to a three-minute chart here, a three-month chart, will close above 30, we just keep the premium. If not, we're getting assigned and we have to buy HSBC shares. But if you will look back here over the last year, I mean, this has been just beautifully trending in this range between 30 and 34. So we hope to pick up some shares here at the, the lower range. Yeah, I mean, just real strong support and a, really a, a kind of a quiet mover here. So I, I would love picking up shares at 30 if we get assigned, if not great premium for a couple of days. Yeah, and we, we looked at the underlying data. We see that they have a really good dividend yield of 4.4%, a low PE ratio. And uh, if you look at the quarterly numbers, I mean, the blue ones here is the revenue. The orange ones is the net income. I mean, both quarterly and annually looking super solid. Again, going down a little bit in 2020, 
but didn't really hurt the profitability. The profitability pretty much in line what we saw previously. And uh, thus far for 2021, they have been super strong. And uh, here we see for 2022, still going strong. So that's why we said we won't mind owning HSBC, which is uh, a bank, uh, something different to what we have in our portfolio right now. So then we also looked at uh, UAL, United Airlines, and uh, that was another interesting one yesterday. It, it really was. Uh, you know, it was down and quickly bounced, uh, but then it pulled back again. And, and both of us, uh, we traded the the 35.50 on this one. Uh, United is something that we've traded a couple of times this year. A few puts expiring. We had a real nice move. I think it was in January or February where we were able to make some nice profits. Um, I, I like this level here and some nice premium yesterday. Yeah. So I jumped on it early, got 14 cents. You waited a little bit and uh, you got uh, 18. 18. <laughs> Usually you beat me by a penny. Here you beat me by four. So that's not bad at all. That's uh, $4 uh, per option traded. And uh, if, if you're trading count size like I do, 35. So that's uh, that's quite a <laughs> some change. You can, you can go out for dinner with that. Okay, uh, finally... Did you actually do the uh, the Suncor trade? I did not. I liked it, but I did not do it. Okay. So that's where uh, yesterday I was looking at Suncor Energy. And uh, I was trading the, let's see, 3050. Uh, so the 3050 yesterday also expiring here on Friday. So uh, this was an opportunity. And also uh, Suncor here, um, really solid company. So energy here. Uh, we see also a very decent dividend yield of 4.4%, uh, low PE ratio of below 10. Uh, we see here the quarterly uh, revenue and earnings as well as annual. And yes, 2020, obviously a hit like for many other companies. Not a surprise there, but uh, going very strong into 2021 and 2022. Yeah, I mean, this one trades in, in five cent increments. Otherwise, you'd probably be looking at a, a real nice exit, maybe 80% um, with today's 3% rally. So uh, yeah. th that was a good pickup. Yeah, absolutely. So this is also looking at the asset correlation <clears throat> with now NVIDIA, TPR, Google, HSBC, UAL, and Suncorp. Uh, there, there's a pretty high correlation between NVIDIA and Google, but I mean, we both knew this going on into the Google trade and uh, they're both just tech companies, but we are okay with this. But even when you look at UAL over the last year, very low correlation to all of the other stocks in the portfolio. HSBC, I mean, a correlation of below 0.4, uh, that's super low. And also for Suncor, pretty much no correlation. So I'm very happy with these correlations that I have in my portfolio if I would get a sign on all stocks. Yeah, my uh, my correlation looks uh, about the same. Uh, AMD correlated to Google, uh, just like your Nvidia. Um, so uh, I'm I'm content. I'm happy, and we'll see what Friday brings. Yeah, so uh, we have another two days uh, before expiration, and uh, again, we might get a sign. And if so, wouldn't be the worst thing <laughs> to get a sign. No. We like getting a sign. This is uh, how uh, we actually are able to boost our profits by selling calls. Absolutely. Uh, most of the profits come from uh, the, the assignment, even though the assignment is about 30% uh, of the time this year. Yeah. 
All right. So uh, before we see what's happening here uh, today, let us know if you find this helpful as we are going through our positions and our thinking. If so, uh, give us a like and uh, then we'll, we'll talk more about these. So let's take a look at a five minute chart of today. So today, kind of a little bit of a diddling a long day. So at first, open around the unchanged mark, pushed higher, pushed lower. Now we are pushing a little bit higher. So is this what you expect today from the markets? Yeah, in, unless there was something crazy that came up with PPI, I expected it to be a slight update, um, just a little bit of a bounce from what we had yesterday. Um, and right, you know, a decent update if we didn't have yesterday's volatility, but with yesterday's 4% drop, this is this is nothing. <laughs> yeah, so, so even, even with yesterday's drop, we still held the 3900 level. And I mark this because uh, this was important a couple of weeks ago. One thing that we are already went through is the 50 day moving average again. We were closing above the 50 day moving average, and we talked about this right now below the 50-day moving average but holding above the 3900 level that's positive i mean traders need to see uh that inflation is is coming down so um you know to get a really really nice sustained rally that's what the markets need um in the meantime uh we'll just uh see what the markets give us and look forward to a few more reports this week and then the fed next week and and uh, that will be a doozy that will be the big one. Yeah, that will be the big one. So if you would like to know more about the strategy that we are trading here, the wheel strategy, take a look at this video. This is where I explain the wheel strategy in around 15 minutes so you get a better idea of what it means when we are selling puts, getting assigned, and then selling calls. Uh, it works really, really well for us. So check it out, and we'll see you tomorrow morning. Happy trading, everybody.